Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Bolton eBikes podcast. If you've been watching the YouTube channel lately, you might have seen one of our more popular videos was about preventing flat tires. And we tested a few different brands, different things, just to see which one actually works the best. And I guess you could say the winner from that video is a guest on the podcast today. So if you want to know how to prevent flats, this is the place to be. Once again, I am Kyle Chidock, the owner of Bolton E-Bikes, and this is the Bolton E-Bikes podcast. Well, thank you, Kelly, for being on the show today. So everybody, this is Kelly Crosby the VP of Business Development with Multi-Seal. Hey, thanks for having me, Kyle. And people probably aren't going to recognize the brand name Multi-Seal <laughs> from the video or anything because I didn't mention that name. Uh, and I didn't even know that to like talk to you guys a little bit more. But I think Flat Out is the, I guess, the product or the brand name they are going to be somewhat familiar with now. Right, right. So that's basically, it's a sub-brand. Our multi-field roots essentially um, are in the industrial and commercial tire sealant business. In fact, this is our 40th year. Oh, wow. Of, uh, yeah, we've been around a long time. 40th year in business. Uh, we always brag, we don't know how many millions and millions of tires we've gone in, but uh, we've had we've had products in battlefields in Afghanistan, Iraq, Bosnia, with multiple continents all over the world. So, yeah, uh, the Flat Out brand is a, relatively new sub-brand for us. And what we basically decided to do about four years ago was we make this really great sealant um, that works in this heavy equipment and trucking and, and mining and military equipment. We said, hey, let's detune this a little bit, put it in a bottle, and compete with the likes of Slime and Stan and some of those other guys. So you saw the, was it mainly military or military and commercial? Uh, it sounds like it's been in a lot of places. Yeah, we've everything. So one of our, probably our biggest industry worldwide is trash. And that sounds funny, but it's garbage trucks. People don't realize that garbage trucks take a beating pretty much unlike any other vehicle. You know, constantly start, stop. Well, think about it. Let's, let's talk about what a garbage truck does. <laughs> you drive over garbage. <laughs> yeah, constantly starting, stopping. Starting, stopping, starting, stopping. Every time a guy hits the brakes, he creates heat. Those wheels heat up. Those brake components heat up. Those garbage trucks, at the end of the day, they go to the dump. So they're rolling in, backing in, and running over all sorts of debris. I've seen spark plugs in garbage truck tires, forks. I've seen a mattress spring embedded in a garbage truck tire. It's amazing the stuff those guys run over. So that's actually one of our largest customers. And, it, and really, definitely in this in nations, but worldwide, is the waste industry. That's interesting. I had no idea. Yeah, those guys have an average tire cycle, which means their tires on a garbage truck typically last no more than about 120 days. That's not very long at all. That's pretty bad. Especially when you figure those tires are about 400 bucks a piece. So they're always looking for ways to get more life out of those tires. Interesting. So when you guys decided to go, I guess you could say, to the consumer market. Uh, did you have a target in mind? Were you going for vehicles or motorcycles or bicycles? Or uh, I know the bottle, the way it's made right now, is is kind of generic, like, oh, yeah, it works for 
all of these things, which it does. But is that the way it started? Yeah, basically what we decided was, you know, we were traveling all over the nation and in some instances, international trade shows. And uh, if you haven't seen the video where we stick the spike in the tire and we pull it out and it feels it instantly, that's kind of what we're known for. And I always joke when we were at these trade shows and there's other tire sealants at these trade shows, I always say, hey, you know, there's a reason why we're using a spike this big and they're using an ice pick. It's because we can. <laughs> and so what would happen is we would be doing our thing at these trade shows. We'd be putting, you know, these half-inch spikes and tires, pulling them out, and it feels instantly very impactful. The people were saying, man, that's awesome. What kind of slime do you have in that tire? <laughs> uh, yeah, using that other brand name. Exactly. And so we quickly realized from a consumer standpoint, pretty much most everyone only knew slime. And so we felt very confident that our product was superior in performance. And so the owner of the company and I, after several dinners and then multiple cocktails, Detune this stuff. Let's figure out a, a bottle and a installation method that makes the most sense, and let's try to sell this to the masses. This is too good to keep away from you know the general public. And so about four and a half years ago, that's what we started. We literally knew nothing but sealant, and we thought we're going to put this in a bottle, Kyle, and everyone's going to buy it. Walmart's going to call me. Tractor Supply's going to call me. Everyone's at Advanced Auto Parts is going to call me, and they're going to go, "Man, we want to buy that stuff." Well, the truth is, it's a whole lot more work than that. But here, this is our year five, I think, is about where we're going on this. And we've got some nice traction. We're now, we're now in all the Home Depots through the Midwest. We're in all the Menards stores, Bat Pro. Um, and I've got some other big ones real close that I can mention, Tractor, somebody supply. But those things take a long time. Yeah, sometimes they want to do like a test in a store or a number of stores. Yeah, it can take a long, long time. Yeah, we've done them all. But the great thing about it is whether you love it or you hate it, there's Amazon. Amazon is just a very unique way to get your products into people's hands. So that's kind of where we started. We got our initial traction there. And, uh, you know, like I said, we've got some major wins in some retailers. Well, I will fully admit when I first heard about the stuff and I wanted to try it. Uh, I gathered up a few, you know, other brands of tire preventative things that are specific to to bicycles and e-bikes. And yeah, I went on Amazon and ordered it because I was like, oh, well, I can get it in a couple of days. It'll show up here and then uh, we'll test it out alongside everything else and we'll see what happens. And I had no idea before that video what was going to happen. I'd used the Mr. Tuffy liners in other people's bikes. I'd use slime in a lot of bikes. That was probably the most common thing I used because it was the easiest to put in. And then there was the, you know, these new Tannis armors, which are like these foam like inserts that go in the tire, you know, and it was like, all right, people try this. They say it prevented a flat. They try that it prevented a flat, but no one has ever tried them all side by side and just poking them with the exact same things, at least not, for e-bikes, the way I was looking at it. You guys probably have done a ton of that sort of testing, <laughs> I'm sure, doing it side by side, and you probably know a lot more than I do. Yeah, we've tested just about every type of vehicle imaginable except a passenger car, yeah. When was the first time you started seeing people use it in either bicycles or, or e-bikes? Was it in the last yeah. couple years or you know, for the past five years, has everybody kind of been doing it just a small amount or... Yeah, yeah. So it's so crazy. So 
one of the comments I get from people, the e-bike, I call it, you know, the e-bike world is, Hey man, I bought this stuff. If you don't have a dosage amount on the bottle for an e-bike, mm-hmm. you've got dirt bikes and you've got riding lawnmowers and you've got golf carts and you've got ATVs, but no e-bikes. And I said, yeah, I apologize about that. We put those labels together about three years ago. And quite frankly, we had no idea that the <laughs> e-bike world was was as big as it is. And I think with COVID-19, a lot of people want to be outdoors. We've seen a complete, it's crazy, you know, we, we do a lot of power sports. So we sell a, a, a similar product for four-wheelers and, and the power sports industry. They're all sold out. So when, when COVID-19 changed the world and the people said, I need to get outside, you know, and I'm going to enjoy the outdoors more, yep. you know, with my family, they started buying mountain bikes. They started buying e-bikes. They started buying golf carts. They started buying four-wheelers. They bought everything. They started buying RVs, the RV industry, which were very, uh, very popular in the RV world. Crazy, crazy. They were sold out. That's when we kind of started to realize, wow, this is crazy. And then I got to meet the guys from back to country, Baku, uh, at a trade show. And they came over. They saw our demo, and they were pretty impressed with it. They were they were using slime there at backcountry, and I just gave them some bottles. I said, hey, why don't you just load this up in your personal bikes? You guys are all big outdoorsmen and big hunters and fishers in Utah. Load this up in your personal bikes, and, and I'll call you in 90 days. And uh, it was about 60 days, and, and Brian, one of the owners, called and said, this stuff's amazing. We want to talk about being a dealer. That was my introduction to e-bike. And I have to admit, Kyle, until we did that giveaway with Baku, where we gave away one of their e-bikes, and a drawing on social media. I had never ridden an e-bike, but <laughs> I put that thing together. Yeah, I put that thing together in our conference, and I rode that thing, and it was a ton of fun. Well, good, good. That's. Uh, I'm glad that it's just kind of by happenstance that they came across it, and that worked out. And you guys learned a little bit about e-bikes, and that's not where I learned about it. Interestingly enough, is from another guy who was uh, actually a guest on this podcast a while back. Uh, had mentioned it online, and he said, oh, it works great. He's like, I ran over, I can't remember, like half a dozen nails or screws or something, and he pulled them all out, and it sealed up all of the holes, and he was just like, there's no way Slime, you know, or this other product or another product that I've, you know, he's, he'd used before would have done that. So that that piqued my interest enough to be like, okay, if I'm going to do this test between these different products, I need to make sure to include uh, that one. And then after looking into it more, it's like, oh, we got other e-bike companies that have already knew about this stuff before I did. We definitely, you know, need to look into this and see what can it do. Yeah, it's kind of interesting that you met him because one of our very first reviews on Amazon four years ago. And, you know, when you start out on Amazon, every review is critical. Oh, yeah. That can make or break you on Amazon. Absolutely. And uh, so, you know, we're watching the reviews as they pop up on Amazon when, when we had just recently launched that on Amazon. It was my job to kind of review and if there were questions, answer them and things of that sort and, and reach out. And, uh, we had a couple of instances where the plastic tool snapped and so we had a bad review. So I would reach out to the reviewer and offer, you know, assume a, a new tour or whatever. And lo and behold, one day I came in, I was checking reviews and we had this picture of a studded tire in the snow. What I mean by studded, it was a tire that had 360 sheet metal screws in the tire, it was an ice tire. 
<laughs> a yeah, homemade for, one, it sounds like. Ice, right? Yeah. And uh, this amazing review. If I had written it, it couldn't have been any better. This is a guy in Alaska and in the middle of nowhere. And what do you do in the winters in Alaska? Uh, you race your jalopy on a frozen lake bed. And this guy had used our product to seal up his tires, which had 360 sheet metal screws. Which he makes these tires himself. And he said, this is the first stuff I've used, and I've used it all. I've used slime, I've used liquid rubber, I've used fix-a-flat, I've used uh, liquid tube. He named all of them in the review. This is the first stuff that sealed every hole this stuff made. I was like, wow, that's the holy grail of reviews, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. So I reached out and said, hey, I need to talk to you. <laughs> so make a long story short, we ended up sending a film crew an hour and 45 minutes northeast of Anchorage to film this guy on a Saturday racing with his buddies on a lake bed and got some great footage. And I've got, there's a little bit of that footage on, on one of our, our videos, but uh, it, it was amazing. The guys up there was, couldn't believe it because they would run a race. They would have to come in and they have to air up all the tires. They had a truck there with a portable uh, compressor and that, that guy was going around airing up everybody's tires between race. And there's Rob. He's sitting there just smiling. He didn't need any <laughs> That's really interesting. I haven't seen that. I'm going to have to go look at that footage. I will go send you. I have a link to the video. I'll send it to you. So I got to ask the question. I kind of already know some of these answers uh, because I've been able to talk to you guys after that video a bit more in depth about the product. But I know that the people listening don't know what the difference is between your product and some of the others and why is it, why does it work better? Because in my experience, it works better. Obviously, uh, you're over marketing and you're going to say it works better. But I believe you because I've seen it myself. But I think that there's more going on with that liquid than what people realize um, because it's not just another sealant. There's something different about it. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. So a little history real quick and let me a little background and I'll explain to you why and answer your question. So <clears throat> most has been around since our 40th years. I mentioned a second ago. The family I work for purchased the company in the 90s. The gentleman that purchased it was his chemist. His son has recently taken over the co company. Uh, he's been running it for a few years. But he's now the owner. He's a chemical engineer and we have a PhD chemist on staff also. So the quick answer why it works better is the science. Now, the long answer is going to be much more valuable to your listeners, but the short answer is the science. We are not a marketing company per se, even though I'm a marketing person. We are a manufacturing company, and uh, the guys I work for are very serious about setting realistic expectations and testing and sending out products, as, as we've recently done for you, and having our products tested in the field, taking that feedback, and um, constantly tweaking and doing stuff like that. To be more specific in the answer is yes. So there are sealants, multiple sealants. I've personally been involved in the test sealants, probably 30 different types of sealants. I didn't even know there were that many out there. <laughs> no. So <clears throat> before I came to Multiseal eight years ago, I was familiar with slime. So I have, I'm a dirt bike guy. I'm an off-road guy. So I have experience with tubed flat tires for years. And, and, the, and all the 
the bibs and all the things you mentioned earlier, I've tried a lot of them. So, you know, I just felt like you know, flat tires is just something you deal with from time to time, you know, if you like to, to ride your bike in the dirt. So when I came to work here, I, I only knew a slime and thick flat. I had limited experience, uh, pos- limited positive experience with slime. And it was, I thought it was okay. And fix a flat was an absolute train wreck. So I knew enough that I was this whole sealant thing. What's it all about when I came to work here? And quite honestly, I was so impressed with the demonstration and, and the science behind of what these guys were talking about. I didn't know if they were blowing smoke or they really were legit in what they were talking about. I was amazed by it. And I thought, this is a product that really is beneficial. And this, this little company, this little private company out of Houston, Texas, we're just scratching the surface, man. We haven't even started. And part of the problem was that they had no marketing. They really did not have anybody out telling the story. Okay. And so that's why I kind of came on. The answer to your question is pretty simple. Sealants, like I said, tested over 30 of them. The vast majority of sealants contain some sort of adhesive. Okay. That adhesive most commonly is synthetic latex, right? Okay, so it's got some sticky goop in there, which kind of makes sense that that would work. Right, exactly. I mean, so you need some sticky component, right, to stick the stuff into the hole that you just got, that you just got riding your e-bike, right? Makes sense so far. Makes sense. So, so here's the downside. The downside is is that latex, that synthetic latex that's contained in, and some some of the companies call it adhesion agents, and some of them call it bonding agents, and some of them flat out say it's got latex in it. The reality is all those adhesives, whether you call them adhesion agents or latex or whatever, they react to air and they begin to cure or harden when you expose them to air. So think about latex caulk. So you've you've used latex caulk before, right? I certainly have. I've done a few uh, remodeling projects in my day. There you go. So you're, you're, you're caulking around the bathtub or whatever it goes on. It's pretty liquidy. It goes on pretty smooth and everything. What, ha- what do you have three or four days when you come back? It's a hard, it, it's not totally hard, but it's a rubbery compound, right? It hardens, it cures. Well, essentially, that's exactly the fallacy, and that's the issue with all these other types of sealants when they go into your tire. So when you figure out that you're exposing that latex or that adhesion component to air, which is what is inside your tire, literally, when you put that sealant in your tire, Kyle, the clock starts ticking. Now, a question I just thought of, and I guess I can't take credit for thinking of it. Other people have asked, but in relation to this conversation right now, let's say I am going to ride over some sand or snow or really loose mud and I want to lower tire pressure. So I let some air out and then I pump my tires back up for the street. Is that accelerating this process of the, the stuff drying out? No, because but basically when it hits the air in the tire, when it leaves the bottle, and hits the air in the tire, it, it doesn't matter how much air is rust necessarily in your tire, it begins to cure. It's a chemical reaction. Got it. So it's already started. That's not helping, not hurting. It's already <laughs> it's already happening. <laughs> okay, got it. i tell you what does affect it, though, and, and your listeners might agree or disagree, or they may, a light bulb might go off. Okay. So if you're in a warm, if you're in a hot or really warm climate, it is going to cure those adhesive sealants are going to cure in that tire much quicker than if you're in a very mild climate. Heat definitely 
increases the curing process, speeds up the curing process. What we know is people that can put in slime or, or the bicycle guys we deal with stands that live in Vegas, Las Vegas, they are getting a shorter period out of that sealant than the guys that we do business with in New Hampshire because of the climate. The amount of air in the tire doesn't necessarily make a difference, but the temperature of the air does make a difference. Got it. Now that's uh, another question I'm thinking of, just because it's related to letting air in and out of the tires. So I'll ask it now. This is a question people have asked. They're like, well, if I want to let air in or out of the tire, how does that not plug up the valve and prevent it from putting air in? I think there's a simple answer to this, but I'll let you answer that one. Yeah, so the simple answer is it could. Does it happen very often? No, very, very rarely. The reason for that is it is the flat-out product is a liquid. It goes into the tire as a liquid, but it's not as uh, it's not like milky or it's not as low viscous as water or some other liquid. It's a little bit thicker. It's more more kind of a creamy. And so what happens is is that that liquid kind of it kind of sticks inside your tire. Now it moves around. It's not splashing around. It's moving around. And secondly. Typically, you, you, all you have to do is have that valve stem to, say, the 3 o'clock position or a 2 o'clock position, and you can deflate. And literally, I, I would bet out of a 1,000 deflations, we might have one, one person may call and say, it migrated into my valve stem and clogged it. And you go, oh, God, that's horrible. But here's the good news. All you have to do is use compressed air, hit compressed air like you're airing up your tire, and it blows it right back in the tire. <laughs> that's an easy fix. That's what I was, I was thinking the solution was going to be. Yeah, very easy fix. Yeah. Okay, so flat out doesn't have any latex at all, correct? That's correct. So we are able to achieve some pretty remarkable feeling performance without any adhesion components, latex, whatever the cool word is that everybody uses. That is what makes us different. And because we do not contain any of those, those sticky components, our stuff lasts a whole lot longer than anybody else. That is big. So, for instance, um, a lot of people don't realize this. If you take a bottle of slime and you read the back panel, it will say last for two years. That is their time frame that they're saying this stuff's going to continue to perform it for, for a few, basically up to two years. Yeah, and that makes sense. I remember a few years back, I had a, a local guy who was like, I'm going to Right off road, right everywhere. I'm not mechanically inclined whatsoever. We call him E Bike Mike. He's uh, he's been on the podcast and even in a video. Uh, he's a real funny guy, and he's like, "But I don't know how to change a tire. I don't know how to do any of that. So do whatever you need to do to make it so I never get a flat." And at the time, the only products I knew were these tire liners and slime. And and I would say for a year or two, he just rode that bike like crazy and just went everywhere, didn't care what he was running over, and he didn't get a flat. Uh, and then surprisingly, I, I don't know exactly how long it was, but I, I feel like it was probably maybe a couple years after he bought his bike, uh, he had to bring it in for a flat. Uh, and he finally got a flat tire, and, and I don't remember what caused it, but there was a, a piece of wire or a screw or, or something he picked up along somewhere had actually gone through the tire, through the liner, and basically none of those could stop it. So so it did. It lasted for a while, but eventually it failed. And and since then, I had always been telling people, 
well, you can use these liners, you can use these slime, like this will work against that, this will work against that, but nothing will work against everything. You know, there's just a certain point where the hole gets too big and it's not going to work. What I didn't know was how big that hole could be (laughs) with a different product because I hadn't tested it yet. I assume now from hearing what you're talking about is that the slime probably started to degrade and it just wasn't functioning as well uh, as it was the year or so prior. Yeah, that's that's highly likely. So uh, when you first install it, it, it works pretty well. You know, like I said, we, we test on a regular basis. We test uh, competitive products and um, it, work, it works pretty good. You know, they claim a quarter inch um, ceiling capacity. And so we test, we test that in ATV tires and trailer tires and we typically don't use bike tires because they will tear. When we do our puncture testing, if you looked at our warehouse, man, we've got, I've got golf cart tires and ATV tires and, and UTV tires and ride lawnmower tires and trailer tires and RV tires. We've, we've tested all of them. Now, when you say tear, are you referring to when you're putting it in the tube or a tubeless setup and the tire tears, or is it different between the two? Yes, both. So we've done a lot of testing on tubeless mountain bikes. We have a relationship with a company called Finish Line. They're big in the bicycle world, and they are they are definitely those guys that uh, they they wake up in the morning to ride their mountain bike. I mean, I've never seen a more passionate group of people about their hobby than these mountain bike guys. We met them several years ago, developed some sealants that they market. Um, so we did a lot of bicycle testing, a lot of mountain bike tubeless setups and things like that whole different world and we probably need a different podcast for all that but um, we also developed some other products as a result of that and by doing all that testing we started testing bikes with tubes right and we learned a lot about tubes tubes also can be a challenge in the fact that if they tear or rip if you get a puncture and the puncture actually tears the tube it makes it much more difficult for the sealant to work we always tell customers when they call, if you will utilize the best quality tube you can afford along with our product, that is the best way to protect yourself. The best sealant in the world with a super thin tube, you know, you're not going to get the maximum performance out of it. Now, I'm sure I'm going to get questions after this, and I don't know the answer. But have you found certain brands of tubes that for sure do work better than others? Yeah, if you go to a bicycle shop and you ask for heavy-duty tubes, and have the back of bike shop pull out a couple of the options. It's super easy to figure out. You can just open the box. It, you don't need to be an engineer. You can <laughs> feel the tube and tell which ones are the superior quality. Okay. Typically in the mountain bike world or in, in, in some world, the weight is an issue. They want to go with the lightest of everything. And unfortunately, when you do that, you're giving, you're giving away some durability for sure. Well, and I've found that to be the case uh, with, seems like nearly all bicycle components, there's always a, a balance between weight and durability. And sometimes the lighter components are more expensive components, but they're not the most durable components. And when we go to e-bikes, we're like, well, we don't care as much about the weight. We got a motor. So let's go for the most durable stuff. And who cares if it adds a pound or two, we can keep riding. <laughs> That's my perspective. That's our mentality also. So we have people call our office and they go, man, I got a 26 by four fat bike tire on, on an e-bike. How much? And I thought, oh, it's easy, 16 ounces. They're like, man, that seems like a lot. 
No, actually, you know, we have a little software program. We calculate the, the area, surface area inside that tire, and we come up with a little number, in, and that tells us a range of how much sealant should go into that tire for, for best performance. And that tire is usually, you know, somewhere about 14, 16 ounces. I am always going to be the guy that says 16, because uh, when you're talking about the preventative game, more is better. And in these e-bikes, you're never going to feel it. It's not going to make any difference in the performance. <laughs> no, I don't think anybody could, could notice that. Yeah, so I, I tell people, why not do it right? A little story in, in relation to performance. So, example, military. So, military armored personnel carrier, but you know, which we, we have some relationships with the military. Those guys will typically fill those tires to the rim with sealant. Oh, man. Wow. So, the idea is every revolution of that tire, that entire case, or the inside of that entire tire wheel assembly, is being touched by sealant. That's ideal. Now, that's a super heavy-duty vehicle that's not going to have a balance issue, you know, things of that sort. So you can't do that in most applications. But if you want the maximum performance, that's what you do. I'm just trying to picture a bicycle tire completely filled, (laughs) (laughs) which would be... Well, it wouldn't work. Yeah, it wouldn't work. Yeah, you need escaping air. So uh, you need some escaping air to where it makes it work. But yeah. So, uh, so you know, for your for your customers, for the people who listen to the podcast, some of them have called, some of them have emailed, and, and I am the one that typically responds to the email. I've had a couple of comments. Hey, that that seems like a lot of stuff on the tire. I know it does. It does seem like a lot because you probably were using six ounces of slime or six ounces of sand or whatever. Yeah, that's usually the the question we we get in that that regard is well, this other brand says to put this much, and you're putting more in. And usually, this is kind of a loaded question for you, but uh, the question I'm getting is, well, would your test have been better if you put twice the amount of slime in? And, you know, I don't know. I haven't actually tested that, so I can't honestly say, but I assume you've done those types of tests. Yes, absolutely. Some, and I'll, I'll tell you a little secret. So your slime, if you compare us to slime and you take it out of the bottle, Kyle, and you load it up and you go do testing, you're going to find, I feel like, as you saw and, and experienced, I feel like we are going to be superior. But I'm going to tell you, if you will sit tight and let that tire sit for a year or eight months, or if you're in a hot climate six months, and then you want to do your test, that is where you will really see a huge performance advantage. And I'll have to hang on to these tires for quite a while. But at the moment, most of the tires that I used in that video I still have assembled and sitting in the back of the shop. So I don't know how long I'm going to let them sit. <laughs> but that was one of one of the comments too on that video is, hey, what, what if you did this test longer? Or I guess people were more like, oh, the real test would have been if you had those sit for three months or a year. And you're pretty confident that then the results are only going to look even more in your favor. So depending on how patient I am, <laughs> that may be something I can do, but I have to just sit on those wheel sets for a while and just kind of wait and see what happens. Yeah, I, I absolutely am confident without a doubt. I mean, that's really where we shine is in longevity. Our stuff works really well. You know, puncture sealing, we use Pont Kevlar as one of the fibers, which is uh, everyone, most everyone's familiar with Kevlar. I mean, obviously, lightest, one of the lightest, strongest, most durable synthetic fibers known to man. So it was on the space shuttle. They make bulletproof vests and ballistic helmets. It's in military equipment. 
it's in all kinds of stuff that needs to be light and durable. And so Kevlar is one of the components in our sealant. All that stuff's super cool, and it really helps. Our puncture capability is typically twice that of most everyone else in terms of that's why we carry that big spike to trade shows, and I'm going to send you the video. But really, we're flat out really, really where it rocks and rolls, and really where you know we hit the home run is a year down the road, or two years down the road, or four years down the road. I, I tell people, it's like tire insurance, man. You load it up as soon as you can in the life of the tire, and forget about it. And if you do have a flat, you can scoop the stuff out with a, a cup or you know, wipe it out with a wet rag. It doesn't get sticky and gooey. You don't need to get screamed at by your tire guy. You can do a patch repair if need be. And then put it right back in and go back out and rock and roll. The longevity is really where <laughs> they all added. The rubber meets the road. We have a trailer that is owned by one of our employees that has had sealant in it this Christmas, I think will be 13 years. And every year we bring it into the shop, take the wheel off, roll it around. We can still hear the stuff inside. It's still working. It's still liquid. Hey, so, that's a good sign. Yeah. That's why on our bottle it says works at least 10 years. And right now, I don't know how many people know this, but well, everybody should know this if they've been listening to, to this podcast. <laughs> E-bike parts, bicycle parts in general, are severely delayed and behind. And one of those things that is behind is tires and tubes. There's just not enough rubber. There's not enough material worldwide. My dad sells tractors at one of his stores, and there's tractors sitting overseas that they finally could get sent over to sell but they don't have tires to put on them. Uh, so this is a global problem, and I think anything we can do to extend the life of our tubes and tires right now, you should do it because tires are not going to be easy to come by for bicycles for, for quite some time. There's still a few years, I think, of, of catch-up time before we can get to where stuff is just readily available like it used to be. Correct. So and I'll go a step farther. So what we're learning is that the tires that are made, particularly in China, which most of your audience here will go out to their e-bike and look, they typically are going to have a Maxxis or a Kenda, um, are, the, are two of the more popular ones I've seen. Yeah, Kendas are really popular. Uh, there's some other brands we use as well. Maxxis is one of them. Chow Yang is a, a popular Chinese brand that there's kind of a an American brand that furs near as I can tell, looks like it comes from the same factory. I'm 99% sure it is. Yeah, there's there's a few different brands out there for sure. And I think Kenda and Maxxis are two they're going to be very familiar with. Yeah, so all those are made in China. And the reality is supply chains have gotten tighter and tighter for everyone, including us. Some of the quality uh, has diminished. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. Yeah, one of the industries where we do a lot of work in is in the RV, recreation vehicles. And so there's about 200 RV dealerships in the nation that sell our product. When you go and buy your, your fifth wheel or your camper or whatever, they will put our product in and uh, sell you a, a warranty, five-year tire and wheel warranty. And what we've seen, and we've been doing that for about five years, it's been extremely successful. We lowered the tire failure claims through this warranty company, which and now we have four warranty companies we work with, by 78%. So. I tell people, hey, I, it works. I mean, I got the data. I got 
five years worth of data to show you that that it works. It's not foolproof. You know, we don't joke with people and say, if you put our stuff in your tire, you'll never have a flat because that would be, that would just flat out be a lie. If your tire has air in it, you can get a flat. I mean, that's the reality. Now, there's a lot of things you can do to reduce that opportunity for that flat to occur, but we're not going to tell people that you can flat proof a tire. It's just not true. I haven't found a way to do it. <laughs> no, you cannot. You cannot. But as I was saying, the, the quality that's coming from the overseas manufacturers, we've noticed it's subpar. And I would suspect that probably is occurring in the tires for e-bikes too. It's even more important. Yeah, I can say firsthand it is. We've had all sorts of components. You know, we've been pushing manufacturers to get parts done so we can get our bikes done. And everybody around the world's done it. And, and we've had to reject some parts. Some were caught in China before the bikes came here. Some were caught here uh, and missed there. But yeah, we're we're having to really carefully inspect things because, you know, something like tires where the quality used to be really consistent uh, from the brands that we're using, you know, we've seen a batch where it's like, oh, here's a here's a defect. And, you know, if we look carefully, we can see it on this whole batch and we had to just, you know, replace all of them. So, yeah, I, I've seen it firsthand. I can guarantee it's happening. Yeah, it's happening in every industry. You're not, you're, it's not, it's not just you, trust me. And to me, that makes it even more important to put something inside it, like, like flat out, you know, so that you can get the most out of it as you can. Bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think so. I, I actually, uh, needed to take my car into a shop yesterday. I dropped it off. Thankfully, they're just down the street from Bolton e-bikes here. And so I walked back to the shop and was like, well, I'm just going to pick a bike out of the shop and ride it home. <laughs> and so I put it on a charger, you know, middle of the day or afternoon. So it'd be fully charged before I leave. Uh, and then last thing I did before I left, because uh, it was a fairly new demo bike here in the shop, uh, is I filled up both of the tires with flat out because <laughs> I didn't want to get a flat on my way home. <laughs> you know, so I was like, all right, little preventative maintenance, you know because I wasn't expecting to ride home that day. I didn't have all my usual tool bags and stuff. So I was like, if I put this in there, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to get a flat. Anything else, I, I'll probably be fine. But I just really don't want to get a flat tire on the way home. Yeah. You know, we got a saying around the office, it's flat, just, uh, you know, nobody likes a flat except the tire shop. Uh, that's, just, that's just the reality of it. Yeah, I'm there with you. And I'll tell you what's funny, Kyle, is your e-bike world, which I'm learning more and more about, find pretty fascinating your users your audience they actually are interested in preventing they are about preventive oh definitely yeah that is so amazing because that is not the norm most people wait until they have a flat before they go hunt for something to repair it and i i mean we have we have landscape contractors that use our product and they know it works they know it works they will tell you oh man yeah our riding lawnmowers that don't have it, they get flat, you know, once every couple of weeks. The ones that have it in there, we go sometimes three, four months, we don't get flat. I'm like, well, why don't you put it in all of them? Ah, yeah, man, we need to do that. They don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> they don't do it. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's certainly a change in mindset of just being prepared, I think. And not everybody's very good at being prepared <laughs> about things. Yeah, the old, it don't, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, and then it breaks and they got to fix it. <laughs> yep, for sure. Well, awesome. This is all very good information. I know we've covered a lot of 
different things about flat out. And it sounds like there's probably even more we could go into. You know, we could go into some of the stuff that you guys have sent me to test that's different from what's in the regular bottles. I don't know what's going to happen with that, but uh, I guess if you're listening and you heard that, just watch for a video in the future. We'll be testing that soon. It's sitting here on the floor next to me. I got to do some more specific uh, tests on and poke more holes in things. Unfortunately, I got to <laughs> I got to ruin some more tires to experiment and see what works the best. Well, you know, uh, we appreciate you being uh, being a tester for us, but you know, we we try to do as much as we can in our environment. But the reality is, we like to stick the stuff out in the field and let the people do what the people do, and we love to get that feedback. And we use that feedback and and developing formulas and, and modifying existing formulas and things like that. So, you know, your testing will be extremely valuable. We appreciate that. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for taking time out of your day to, to be a guest on the podcast. Uh, I appreciate it. And, and all the time you guys have taken with us. Uh, it seems like when that video came out, you guys were pretty quick to, to reach out to us and be like, hey, what can we do <laughs> to help more to get the word out? So I really, I really do appreciate that. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, we had uh, 27 calls in one day from your viewers. <laughs> that's so that's good. why we decided to reach out to you. Yeah, so we appreciate that. Well, great. Well, thank you very much, Kelly. If people want to buy flat out right now, uh, it sounds like, depending on where they're at, they can go to some of their local home improvement stores and you can just buy it on the shelf. Yeah, we have a version um, that is perfectly fine for the e-bike. It, it is sold at uh, Home Depot over where the riding lawnmowers are. A little difficult to find. You can purchase it there. It will work perfectly fine on your e-bike. I get that question a lot. You can also, if you're in the Midwest, we've got Menards. They've got like 300 stores in the Midwest. It's in all those stores. There's always Amazon. You can also purchase off of our website, bodoutpire.com. We're happy to help in any way we can. Yeah, and if you guys are local, I've got a, a few cases of it here. I don't have it anything like on our website at Bolton eBikes or anything, but I do have it here in our shop. So if you are close enough, I've actually already had people come by even after the video and say, hey, do you have any of that? <laughs> uh, so we've already sold some, not even telling people that I've got it, but uh, we've got a little bit more and we're going to try and figure out how to best make that available to our customers as, as easy as possible. But lots of places you can go get it. Uh, we'll try to make sure it's an option uh, at Bolton eBikes as well. Cool. And if any of your users that are listening to this, if they have a question and they need to uh, get any technical uh, help or anything, call into our office. Mention because I'll I will probably take the e-bike calls most likely. Mention that you heard the podcast and say hello. Perfect. Well, thanks again. Appreciate that. And once again, thank you guys for listening today to another podcast. I hope you learned something as usual and. Do what Kelly said. Use this as a preventative measure. <laughs> if you don't want flats, flat out uh, has worked very well in my tests. So far, it's the best product that I can recommend. And I'm always going to recommend whatever works the best. And yeah, you can get it at all of those places we just mentioned. So uh, look forward to talking to you guys again on another Tuesday. Once again, thank you for listening to the Bolton E-Bikes podcast. 